Welcome to Power Talk with Caitlin Power. I'm Caitlin, a certified clinical hypnotherapist who helps you clear out the BS subconscious beliefs that have been keeping you from reaching your goals. And I show you how to upgrade your identity into the most confident, fulfilled you that you were always meant to be. So if you're ready to stop playing small and join transformative conversations around mindset, manifestation, business, wellness, and hear from the it girls that are out there living their dream lives, I'm so excited to have you here. Let's get started. Happy Power Talk Tuesday. I have an amazing guest for you. Jazz Sawagid is a business and marketing coach and the founder of Jazz Media, helping online business owners make effortless and unlimited sales with strategic marketing and personal empowerment. Jazz is seriously brilliant, and this is one of my favorite episodes so far. She has been able to have a wild amount of success in her business in a very short amount of time. I'm talking 50K months by using her frameworks that infuse buyer psychology into the content that she shares on TikTok and Instagram. So without further ado, here is Jazz Sawagin. Hey, Jazz. Welcome to the Power Talk podcast. Hey, Caitlin. How are you? I am so good. I'm so excited to have you here. Me too. It's uh, been a while since we caught up, so I'm really looking forward to it. I know. I'm just so looking forward to chatting with my friends, so it doesn't even feel like we're doing anything (laughs) work-related. I know. Literally, it just feels like a conversation. I'm really excited. I know. And I don't even remember when we met. Was that a year ago or six months ago or... Um, maybe six months ago, I I think it was when we officially started like connecting over our like businesses and where we were at. Um, but it honestly like has gone by pretty fast. So I can't even remember. (laughs) No, it's crazy. I I think time is like an illusion because I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Especially you own your own business and you're like in the vortex of it and in the day to day and it's all virtual, like it's online. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to be like tied to the concept of time all the time. I just like keep forgetting what happened yeah, when. Yeah. Speaking of time, <laughs> when did you start your business? When I met you, you were still in your nine to five. Mm-hmm. And real quick, I just want to compliment you because I think most business coaches are a little, from what I've seen, can be like a little sketchy when they have a nine to five and they're building a side business and they're not transparent about that when yeah. it's like, that's so cool. Like that's what I did. That's what most people should do so that you're not overwhelming your nervous system. When you want to build a business, Mm -hmm. you're doing it on the side until you feel like, okay, I can jump off the ledge and go full-time in my my business. If that's even what you want to do without totally overwhelming your nervous system, feeling like you're in that like fight or flight survival. I don't have money to pay my bills. Like that's not a great place to start a business. Mm -hmm. So most people do start their business on the side. And the thing is that a lot of business coaches, they might be really skilled from what they do in their nine to five, or they're already seeing results on that side business. So they're amazing at being a business coach, but they're not transparent with, I still have a nine to five. And that was something so refreshing about you that stood out to me right away. Cause I've seriously never seen someone ever be like, yeah, I'm still in my nine to five and I'm doing this and I'm actually crushing both. And (laughs) my goal is to be going full-time in my business business and like, you know, I'm almost there, but just letting people in on that journey with you. So like, I commend you on that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I honestly didn't realize how many people weren't sharing the crossfade is like what I call it. Um, (laughs) because I think everybody wants to seem like they are this authority figure that, you know, just gets it and is so good at what they do and makes all this money and didn't need time to like learn. And this just, it's extremely like, um, it just makes people feel like alienated from themselves and like wondering if what they're doing is right. And so I really wanted to be transparent in my business in like every area possible. So, um, I started my business in October of 2022. So like a little bit over a year ago, I like officially opened an LLC, but at that time I was just like a content creator and I was getting brand deals. So it was like for a totally different, um, or like totally different thing. I wasn't even doing like coaching at the time. And so, um, yeah, I was working as an engineer full-time virtually and doing my business and figuring it out for, uh, I don't know, nine months, maybe like until July of the following year is when I quit my job. And throughout that time, I kept telling people like, yeah, I'm doing both. Even if I was making money, even if I was getting clients, I kept reminding people that I'm doing both because like you said, um, 
I've seen so many clients come to me and they like quit their job because they were told like, yeah, just like jump into the abyss and like take the leap. And then yeah. they do everything out of desperate energy and they actually don't really make it in their business. They get stressed and then they go back to their job and they feel like they failed. So um, it's so important to like wait. I like waited until I made $30,000 in sales in a month before I quit because oh. I knew that I wanted to feel safe and sure and confident and not worried, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is there's so many business coaches teaching how to be a business coach when they've never built a business. It makes no sense to me. Literally. Wild. And it's really hard to even figure that out as a potential client. Like when you're trying to find a business coach, it's yeah. really hard to figure out who actually has built a business and they're not building one and finding success, like with numbers on social media and stuff, because they're selling being a business. Like it's mm -hmm. so confusing. It's really yeah. hard to differentiate who actually knows what they're talking about and mm -hmm. who is getting results from like, they just started three months ago, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. It's like this weird circular logic of like they built up being a business coach by promising other people they could build your business, but they've never made money otherwise. And it's right. so weird. Right. So yeah, I don't even like um, I technically like call myself a content marketing coach because like that's where my like I had years of experience in content and yeah. then um, working with some business owners on the side in like sales and marketing before I ever advertised myself as being able to do that. Right. And I really agree with you. There's so many unethical things and business coaching, like that term and that title is just kind of like thrown around and used by everyone, yeah. uh, even if they don't have that business experience. And um, yeah, I totally agree. That's why I like built myself as a content creator, worked with brands, like learned social media for years before I ever like became a coach in that field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why you actually know what you're talking about and you actually get results for your clients, which is what I wanted you to brag about because I know people listening to us might be like, who are these girls? Why would I listen to you? What's going on? And yeah. I want you to tell them why you know what you're talking about and just brag about yourself, even if it's uncomfortable for a few minutes about the results that you're already seeing in your business and some results that you've seen had for your clients. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, <laughs> I honestly like my, my clients that I'm currently working with are just like getting insane results, not because only like we talk about like content and strategy, but because I also like help them find their individuality in their content and their personal brand and work through like supporting them and cheering them on. I feel like so many people right now in like the marketing space Either they have like bro marketing tactics or they're very like data driven and you like lose your voice and like you lose yourself by trying to follow the rules and like follow the structure. So um, a few clients just in like the last month, they each were making like $2,000 maybe a month and three of them are now making like $6,000 in 48 hours, $10,000 in two weeks. Like um, one of my clients who came to me has made $34,000 in the last three months working together. And that's just like at my group approaching my group coaching program. Like that's not even at the one-on-one -on -one level, which I know like they're going to do amazing things as we continue to work together. But, um, yeah, like I just have seen so many wins and it's so cool. Like every day I'm showing a different client win. I'm not somebody who like recycles the same two people. I know a lot of <laughs> coaches do that. They'll just recycle the same few people they've helped years ago and they don't have like new wins to show. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how to begin talking about all of them because there's so many and <laughs> a lot of them just come to me making a few thousand dollars and then I help them create five figure months for themselves so they can really just like keep growing and scaling and attracting dream clients. So, and I want you to brag about yourself real quick too, <laughs> the three books that you've seen in the time that you were at your nine to five and where you're at now. Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, I want to preface it by saying like, cause I'm, really big on transparency. Like yeah. I was making negative money for like the nine months prior to me quitting my job, even yeah. though I had, um, like six months in, I got like two high ticket clients that were paying me like a couple thousand dollars a month for coaching. I was doing a lot of work for them and didn't know my worth and I was investing in mentorship. So I wasn't even making a profit. Um, yeah. but I didn't like give up or like think it wasn't possible. I just like kept going and know I knew that one day I was going to be successful. So I wasn't focused on like the current um, outcome. It was like always an assumption that I was going to be making like five figure months. And now I'm shooting for six figures. So um, 
I've recently been able to achieve like $50,000 a month in sales and, um, cash has been around (laughs) it's been amazing that's like sales so cash has been around like twenty thousand plus um and it's been like recurring so that was like throughout the summer and then um like this past month i had a week where i had like forty five thousand dollars in sales and cash has been over the twenty thousand so it's been an incredible process of like going from nothing to that much and it was like seemingly overnight but there were so many months that like people don't see where I wasn't getting, you know, that so, level of success. And so I yeah. like reminding people of that. Yeah. And as a manifestation coach, I just heard you say something that piqued my interest, how you said, I assumed it was going to happen before it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you use manifestation intentionally? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if I do anything in practice, but I try to have my mind right. Um, and I really try to like use the law of assumption when I can and like make sure that like I use language that's like certain rather than like uncertain. So like I say when, instead of if, when I'm talking Mm -hmm. about my goals and I don't like think about like the daily outcomes or like how things are going to happen. Like I think a lot of business coaches are like, okay, you want to hit like a hundred thousand dollar months. Let's reverse engineer to the exact amount of people you need to have and the exact amount of pricing you need to have. And I don't worry about that. I just know it's going to happen. And I don't try to like, like engineer every little thing and every little step to get there. Um, so when you focus on the numbers like that and make it too technical, it sucks all the fun out of it. Yep. It doesn't really leave room for, you know, God universe, whatever you believe in to Mm -hmm. sprinkle that magic in. If you're like, I'm going to have these numbers, because that's just making you too involved in the how, which isn't your responsibility. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I've learned that from your content and, um, yeah, like personal development that I've done. Cause I think that's huge for entrepreneurship. Um, like there's, you can get sucked into like, I really feel like that's also like the masculine way of doing business and like all of like the data and the analytics and the metrics. And, um, they, if you can get sucked into that and think, okay, I have to sell X amount of people at X price point. And then you just like get lost in the sauce and you lose your voice and you lose yeah. the excitement and the fun. Whereas like, if you release that, and like you're still using strategy it's not like you abandon strategy but it's like a mix it's a balance and I think that's like the more fun way of doing business anyway and people are going to be attracted to that right and the strategy is the you doing your part of it and then you let you know universe do the rest and so it's never you're just sitting you know on the couch thinking oh something happened to me and the cool thing is learning strategy that works it feels sparkly it feels like you're manifesting because you are learning to do your part and that's your intuition saying this is it. This is the correct steps. And when it doesn't feel yep. good, it's like, no, this isn't what's going to work for you and your accounts, like your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever. But when you find something, you know, if you feel kind of like a sparkly vibe around a reel that you're making, or if you're hearing a coach and they're telling you steps that your, your intuition is saying like, yes, 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 yes. Caitlin, listen to this. Then yep. you're on the right path to do your part of it. Exactly. I, ever since you talked to me about like the sparkling emoji, like feeling that I (laughs) think about that all the time because it's so true. Um, but yeah, it, what I really try to do like strategy wise is I give my clients like the framework or like the psychology of how to frame an idea when they have it to be able to convert. So like, um, I'm not trying to like take away the creativity. It's like when you have that sparkly feeling, when you have that amazing idea that you want to share in your niche, in your industry, or share to your potential dream clients, you know how to phrase it in order to make sales. Like, right. you know what steps to walk through, you know, what's important to touch on. So like it leaves room for you and your creativity, but also is doing the job of like selling for you without having to like, um, you know, be super analytical and step-by-step and pre-planned all the time. Right. And by the way, what we're talking about, the little sparkle emoji is that the twinkle emoji with the three little stars. Mm-hmm. That's In one of my videos I was talking about, that's what it kind of feels like when you're like right on the money with your intuition. It feels like that little sparkle emoji. So that's what we're talking about. If people are listening, going, what is, what's going on? <laughs> that's that. Um, but what you're saying is that it's not that your ideas are wrong. It's that you're not formatting them in the right way for your ideal customer to go, oh, that's me. Because you can have the best service in the world. Like I could be the best hypnotherapist on the planet, but if I'm not A, sharing what I do, no one's going to know about it and B, sharing it in a way that they see themselves like 
oh, she can help me because she was here or her clients were here and now they're there. If you're not talking to them in the right way, they it's like you're not even there. They don't even see you. You're a ghost. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, they don't know that it's for them. They don't they don't make the connection themselves. Um, and I that like goes back to something that I posted actually today. Um, somebody commented on one of my social media posts. You don't have to sell yourself if you're that good. And I like <laughs> laughed so hard when I read it. And I'm like, you're missing the point. Like besides the fact that like marketing and sales is like fundamental to business, but um, what content marketing does organically is shows people that you're good. It shows people you're for them because there's so much noise. There's so much uh, social media is so saturated. And a lot of people don't realize like that you're for them until you show them. Um, and there's no harm in that. That's not like desperate energy. That's not like wrong. It's not icky. Exactly. So it's, it's how and you're going to scale. Everyone has to sell themselves or else you don't know it exists. Apple sells themselves. Like what? It's so bizarre to me when people say stuff like that. Yeah. Every, anyone that first off, everyone needs money to live life, mm -hmm. <laughs> to survive. And we're not here to just survive. We're supposed to flourish. And so obviously you have to sell your products or your services or whatever you do. Every company sells. So it's so confusing to me when people write on, you know, TikTok saying, oh, she's just doing this to uh, sell this or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, yes, but I'm also giving so much free content. Like all of this is free. Mm -hmm. And also, yes, this is a, a business. And to be able to get my tools, yes, you have to pay for them. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. It blows my mind because people don't say that about big companies like Apple. You're right. Like yeah. they like to just assume, oh yeah, like they're marketing themselves, but then it comes, it comes to like a personal brand or somebody selling like their own coaching or online service. And then everybody wants to say like, oh, you're just trying to sell your course or whatever. And it's like, why don't you have that energy towards big companies? Cause there's no face behind them. Like, because you're jealous of somebody else, like this is a person that's making money and you're not, I'm not sure, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know the answer either. And you would think that people would want to give their money towards people that are yeah. really going to help people. And it's like, I'm saving you time by taking years and literal about like tens of thousands of dollars that I've put into figuring this out and I'm putting it into one resource yeah to collapse time and be able to get from where you want for where, where you are to where you want to be and you want me to give it to you for free which makes no sense and also when you give things to people for free they treat it as if it's worth yeah. nothing a hundred nothing like we can give you freebies all day long and they're sitting in your email collecting dust you know Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. I actually don't even have freebies anymore because I feel like they don't do anything and it's for the wrong type of person. I like truly believe my ideal client realizes the value of what I do and I don't have to like um, give them something for free for them to see it. So I totally agree with that. And I also think that people confuse like marketing and sales with like convincing people. People think that like, to market yourself properly, it means you have to convince people and you shouldn't have to convince people. But it's not about like you desperately convincing people that you're it. It's just about like showcasing your knowledge, your knowledge about their problems and what they need in a way that organically sells yourself without doing like icky calls to action if you don't want to. If you do want to, that's cool. Without <laughs> doing like um, super like hard selling all the time, right? Like there's a way for you to showcase what you're worth without like, it feeling like you're convincing people all the time because that's not the energy that it's about. Right. And we, you know, any service provider doesn't want to convince you anyway. It's like, yeah, be attracting in the people that are meant for us that it's a, you know, perfect match to work together. And I don't need to convince you like the content is showing you what I do and what results we can have. Like, I don't need to be messaging you trying to convince you to get in and I won't be doing that. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. What are like the top one to three mistakes that you see creators doing that keeps them from making sales? Like how we were talking yeah. about have the idea, but they're not saying it right. A hundred percent. That's a good question. Um, I can think of a million, but the top three, I would say is number one, um, just providing value and just giving information and education over and over again, especially like when they do it from a place of not knowing how to like use information for sales. So like if they're showing up every day, like here are three tips, here are three tricks, here's how to do this. They give it all away and they don't leave anybody wondering like what's next or if they, if there's more for them. 
Uh, that's something I so commonly see because TikTok and Instagram strategists, experts, whatever, um, will tell you things for views. And those things usually perform well because people love free information, but they don't actually drive sales. So that's a huge thing that I see people making the mistake on. You can provide information if you would like, but you have to balance it or say it in a way that you know is going to drive sales because otherwise you're just giving everything away for free and you're not building your business. And that's extremely frustrating. And then you're not even going to be able to like create the content anymore because your business didn't succeed. So right. <laughs> um, the second thing is like this weird trend of storytelling um, on social media, especially on TikTok, there's this like whole thing where gurus tell you to create storytelling content. And I literally have the ick every, it's like the opposite of the sparkly emoji when I say that <laughs> phrase, because I hate it so much. The throw like, up num- emoji. Actually vomit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like the clown every time I think of it. It's like yeah. every person interprets that phrase different. Like some people are like, okay, do I talk to the camera? Do I tell my own story? Do I tell a client's story? Do I just have to say things interestingly and like do a vlog? Like what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the truth is that like, it just means like delivering things in a way that's intriguing, but people like will misconstrue it and not use it right. And they think they have to tell their whole life story over and over again. And it's just like exhausting and it's not doing anything for anyone. So that's like the second mistake. Um, and then I think the third mistake too, is like people not understanding sales. So when they create content, um, they either like saw, like don't sell at all or like completely hard sell. So like they'll create free information, free information, free information. And then they go to create a piece of content and it's like, okay, this is all about my program, but they don't know how to find the balance. Um, which is about like talking about the problems and the desires and the objections and your unique solution without doing free information on one end of the spectrum and without like hard selling on the other. And there's like this beautiful balance where you can like talk passionately, but actually naturally convert. And so those are probably the three things that I think people make mistakes in. Yeah, that's gold. So thank you. (laughs) And do you think that you need to do a mix of those different types of content or do you purposely sell in every one of your videos? Good question. I actually basically use like buyer psychology and try to sell in every video. Um, there was a time when I had so many inquiries. Um, I think I had like 45 people apply to work with me in five days and I was like getting really overwhelmed. So I was like, all right, I'm going to actually intentionally not create content for conversions and applications and inquiries. I'm just going to create content for views. And because I deeply understood the difference, I was able to control my lead flow and my conversion rate and decrease it when I was overwhelmed. So um, then I just created content like that was more informational, educational. I was talking about Instagram versus TikTok strategy at a high level and give it gave actual steps for implementation. Um, I was doing like Loom videos and screen recording and showing people different things. And they didn't really bring in leads, but that was the point. I wanted to just give things away for free, not try to sell myself for what I'm doing. And it helped me be able to like control my business and feel like I have just like basically control over it all, which is like, so such a safe and stable feeling. Yeah. Well, having too many leads is a great problem. To have. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What I wanted to ask was how, well, first off, I want to say you don't have a huge, you know, Instagram following either. Do I Yeah. I have like three K you have like one K and I want to point yeah. this out because I think a lot of people that aren't in the industry yet or haven't started creating yet think that numbers equal um, sales, like followers equal sales. And so they think someone with a hundred K followers is making, you know, at least a hundred K per year or per month or whatever. And they could be making literally nothing. Like there's people that have huge audiences and don't sell at all. And there's people that have very small audiences that are making five or 50 K a month, like how you are. So I want to point that out because I think that's really misunderstood Yeah, a little bit about that with how you're able to make such high numbers and build such a successful business with a smaller following. Yeah. Super good question. Um, I actually hit $50,000 months in sales when I had 500 Instagram followers and 5,000 TikTok followers. So like nothing crazy. Yeah. And I actually have clients come to me um, and want to work with me specifically because I know how to utilize that to showcase 
why I'm good at what I do instead of it being a weakness. Cause some people will see, why would I work with that? Like, why would I work with jazz? She doesn't have a lot of followers, but she pl- claims to be like a content coach. Um, and I say, well, yeah, my competitors have 10 to 20, maybe even a hundred times the amount of followers that I do. And they're making like the same amount of income or maybe like twice as much. So it's like not even proportional. I'm just like able to sell so well. And I showcase that they can do it too, because they're in the same boat with their level of followers. And so I use it as like a, a strength, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason why I'm able to do that at a smaller scale and have that level of result with not as many followers is because, um, I know how to differentiate myself. And like, that's how I teach my clients to, to generate sales without huge followings is a lot of people are following marketing strategies that like make them blend in with the noise. They're like copying what's viral, seeing what their competitors are doing, um, just answering questions that people are asking instead of knowing how to highlight their individuality and their unique approach. But when you can do that and you can showcase how you're different and how your solution is different and how your unique solution ties to what the ideal client really wants and values, that's when you're going to be able to make so much more money without needing more followers. Um, so that's really what I've been able to do. And so how I did that personally was highlighting my experience as a content creator, highlighting my experience as somebody who knows sales psychology, and then highlighting my experience as somebody who like um, has gotten client results for like any industry and was able to like help people with their own individuality because these marketing programs usually treat you like a number. So um, all of those things like have played into it and more more differences like evolve as like I grow and I share more and more of that. But that's a huge thing too that a lot of clients come to me struggling with because they're following cookie cutter advice. So like um, I had a client of mine who was actually a marketing person, but she was struggling to do it herself. And we found something in her like work history where she worked for target and she had all this like secret knowledge of target marketing tips. Mm -hmm. And I told her to start using that in her content. And now she's getting so like, she was stuck in 200 view jail for like probably a year. And now she's getting like 20, 10 to 20,000 views on TikTok, sharing this and getting clients who are interested in her experience. And it shows how she's an authority to a figure of authority in a unique way. So, yeah. yeah. Would you say that you mainly use agitational content or do you feel like you balance that with problem awareness? What kind of content do you lean towards? Honestly, I try to do like a common, I like have developed my own like framework that uses like problem awareness in it, but like has some other things as well. But what I really try to do in my videos is um, talk about all of it. So I don't just do like problem awareness or just like agitational or just talk about the solution. I try to do like all of it in one. And so like, I'll start by talking about like a symptom of a problem, talk about the root problem, and then I'll move towards like what they really want and a- objection of what they think is holding them back, which is not really like, oh, and you don't need more followers or you don't need this XYZ thing you're assuming you do. And then I move to my solution, but it's not just here's my solution. I know how to position it in a way that shows how it's different and why that difference matters. And so I try to do like all of those five things together. And that's like a fundamental thing in the frameworks that I teach my clients, because I don't think just focusing on those, one of those things is as impactful as doing it all in one. And that's how I am able to get like $10,000 clients from like a single TikTok. Cause I know how to do all of that in a single TikTok. Yeah, because they're that powerful. Uh, That sounds like because there's so much intention behind the video and I'm sure for you, it's a lot more like muscle memory now so that when you film, you don't have to put so much work into it. But obviously when you're first starting out, that sounds like a lot. Do you script your videos or do you just start talking? (laughs) I actually, because you've mentioned muscle memory, I know how to just do it on the fly. Yeah. but with my clients, I basically like in my uh, group program in the content strategy accelerator, for instance, I give them about like eight frameworks that gives them the step-by-step logic. It doesn't tell them like what to say. And it's not like super fluffy. It's like very specific psychology of what to say and an example, and it helps them personalize it to their idea. So I'll give them like the five steps I mentioned to you. Um, It depends on how many and what the video is about. And they're able to step through it themselves. So they don't have the practice, but they're able to like script or prepare or speak um, to it without having like that practice and muscle memory like I do. So I've been able to like 
take my skill of being able to do that and then create a resource for my clients so they can learn it too. Right. Because I've really believed that there's this huge disconnect when people learn marketing, they have a hard time connecting it to how to implement it. And I was like, how can I like bridge that gap? Because it's so hard when people like quote unquote, get it for them to actually do it. And that was like the solution I came up with. And it's been fantastic. People are getting so many great results from it. Right. And then I'm sure as they're, they start with scripting, but then it gets to become muscle yeah. memory for them too. So that's amazing. And because of what I was trying to say, and then I got on a tangent, but in the <laughs> beginning, um, in the beginning, it takes a lot of time for them to craft this video. How often do you, do you, and do you recommend that they post during the week? How many yeah. times a day or? Honestly, um, I'm somebody who's not a huge, like planner. I don't like being that way. I, especially like with TikTok, I'm not, not somebody who like batch creation creates and like is super like intentional with like timing and number of posts. I recommend at least once a day. Like that's like the baseline. If you mm -hmm. can do like up to three, that's fantastic. But honestly, one a day is solid. Um, of course, like when you're, when you're like a real beginner, beginner and you are struggling talking to the camera, you're struggling figuring out your ideal client and you have more things to figure out being on the higher side of posting three times a day is going to get you through the practice period more. Mm -hmm. But if you already have an, like a solid grasp of your ideal client and you know what you do and what you want to talk about once a day is like perfectly enough. And are you including weekends in that? Oh, good question. Yeah. Uh, yes, ideally, but personally <laughs> there's sometimes I don't post for like five days. Um, but that's because I am like, a sol I'm solid in my lead flow. Right. So like I don't need to like post because I'm, I feel comfortable and I just focus on my clients, but it depends on the phase you're in. So like one right. of my clients this, uh, two weeks ago, she had a video using one of my formulas that is nearly at 400,000 views on Instagram. And she's getting like five, uh, applicants a day and like dozens of comments and inquiries and DMS a day. And so she's not posting as much of the outreach content. Cause she has so many new people coming in right now. Right. So I like honestly do that so that way people can go with the ebb and flow of their business instead of like pre-planning it out and not being able to control that. How do you feel about the length of the video? Like, do you aim between a certain minute mark or just whatever comes out? <laughs> yeah, I honestly try to do at least a minute. Um, but I honestly just genuinely talk that much anyway so <laughs> it's not really like thought out that much there and if it's like up to three minutes it's totally fine I've had a video that's like seven minutes and uh, got like 30,000 views so um I would say like just TikTok likes the one minute plus but if you create a video once in a while and it's 30 seconds like don't try to add more because that's just gonna hurt you of boring people and reducing your watch time anyway right and then on Instagram reels I try to do like seven seconds um for like those trendy ones because yeah. Instagram reels is just like so far behind and different than TikTok. It's so different. <laughs> yeah. It's so different. I feel like I just recently cracked the code for reels for me in the last few weeks. Um, one of mine went, it's at 3.6 million right now. And then a couple other ones hit in those higher ranges. And that was the first time, like I've been on Instagram for years and yeah, I, in my defense, or maybe it, this whatever, but I never posted on Instagram. Like I, I gave up. And so I was only posting in my stories and mm -hmm. I, I'm a TikTok early. So I was only posting in my stories, like randomly once upon a time I would <laughs> do a post. And then I hired a social media team to just start doing posting for me because I just didn't want to do it. And as they were doing it and I, you know, worked with them and I actually ended up having to it wasn't the best match of your team, mm -hmm. but, um, I obviously had to review everything before it happened and I did all the copywriting and everything. So I ended up doing most of it myself and I was like, oh, okay. So I get the format now. And so it was really beneficial for me, even if it didn't work out exactly, um, the way I thought it would, because I thought, okay, they'll just take my TikTok, take exactly what I said and format it into Instagram speak. Yeah. <laughs> And instead it didn't work out that way, but I learned how to do reels. And I'm like, this is way, way easier than TikTok. It's five to 10 seconds. Usually, like you said, around seven, I'm like, why haven't I been doing this? This takes me, you know, maybe 20 minutes to find an audio and put it with 
a couple clips that I already have. And then I speak the way that I would on a video, but I like, don't have to look the least amount presentable because I'm not even on the screen yep. or I can take one of my TikToks and just take one sentence from my TikTok. It's so much easier. Yeah. I've been seeing your Instagram reels because <laughs> they've been so good. And now I watch them and they keep popping up. And I love that you found like your own way of showing up there that works. Has it been doing well in terms of like conversions as well? Have you been finding that? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say conversions with the people joining my membership. I think a lot of people have joined, like gotten my freebie. And then I've had about 1500 new followers in the last two weeks. So conversions in the way, like that's great because they're part of my audience now. And I, I'm sure, well, I think you are an amazing seller, but for me, at least it usually takes people to follow and they need to warm up a little bit and then Mm -hmm. they learn who I am and hop in. So I guess it's a little too soon to tell with the conversions, but, um, and obviously now they're like on my email list through my freebie and everything, but so yeah, it's been really great. And I think in the past, anytime that a video has done somewhat well on Instagram, like no followers would come from it either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been cool. Cause I'm like, okay, I think I finally get how to be me on this app and I'm doing like my, it's my thing. Like I'm doing my, it's, I'm not like stealing a idea from someone else. It's like very my thing. And then I'm able to talk about all the topics that I usually talk about, but in my formatting. So it's yeah. been really cool. I love that so much. I also wanted to touch on like you were mentioning you hired a social media team. And I think a lot of people who are making like uh, thousands a month realize, okay, like maybe like the social media help is going to get me to the next level. But I will tell you that like nine times out of 10 social media, like agencies or teams or managers don't actually understand content for sales. They just know how to get you like more views or more engagement or just reduce your time is like the only thing they're giving you. (laughs) And it's like way better for what you've like learned for um, you to kind of like learn it and be able to implement it yourself. And then if you in the future ever have like an assistant or somebody, you can teach them what works and like give them the strategy and then they go execute it because a lot of people don't have it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you were saying, it really was just supposed to be like a, to cut down my time. And I wasn't, like I said, I didn't post on Instagram. So (laughs) I thought, okay, we'll just see if, if I can get this rolling again. And I post on my stories almost every day. And so that wasn't different. And that's always, you know, me doing everything, but I thought, okay, I don't know how to do reels. We'll just see what, what goes on here. And it ended up being, yeah, a huge learning lesson because I learned how, how it goes on there, which is completely different. And I'm not a scroller on Instagram or TikTok really. So I had no idea. Obviously I had figured out what works from TikTok and my audience. So I had no idea like what was even going on on Instagram, like what people do over there. And now I actually enjoy reels more like scrolling through and supporting others and talking to others through there. But yeah, it was like, I've been MIA on the posting there for years. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing that, um, you were able to like get these results. You like took the time to like figure it out yourself and find something different and experiment with it. And now you're going to like, you're you're popping off, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun when you figure it out. And I think that's like why working with someone like you, it cuts down the time because, they can, you've seen, uh, you worked with so many clients, you know, the different niches and what happens. And usually formatting can work, you know, overall for people. And then it's just finding once you start things and experimenting, it, it literally feels like an experiment and you're like, okay, well, let's just try this and let's try this. And something I did try when I, you know, a couple of reels were popping off, I tried doing Um, those little funny lip syncing, you know, audios, which work for me on TikTok fine. And I I don't do a lot of them, but I find if I hear one, I'm like, oh, that's so fun and funny. And the one I did was like a Schitt's Creek one. And uh, it was uh, David, you know, from Schitt's Creek. Yeah, I love Schitt's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did like one other one. I don't remember what it was. And those flopped. So it's like, things are going (laughs) to flop. And on Instagram, people don't want to see me being funny. They're like, we're not into it. So <laughs> it just, you try things out and you tinker with it and it's fun to see. And you have to not be afraid of the flops. Yeah. I love that you said that because I actually had like a family family member talking to me about my business recently. And she was like, I feel like the reason why you're successful in your business, part of it is because like you fail fast and you fail hard. 
mm-hmm. like that goes to like the same with social media like you mentioned is like you trying things realizing it doesn't work and you just like keep going which I see you do um and I truly believe that like my clients that get results um versus ones that like don't have as big wins are the people who fail fast and fail hard like they take what I give them and they like go do it and they don't take every potential flop or loss as like um something that they don't make it personal right they realize okay now I have new data and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep investing and I'm going to keep pushing because like law of assumption I know I'm going to be successful and that's like the best thing you can do is like just like keep going and like take every like quote-unquote failure as like a a realization of something that's going to push you towards what's right so um it's like really important even in your daily content because it's not always going to be even if you find what works you can try something else and that completely goes bad so it's not like you always like are going to crack the code and have everything figured out so yeah absolutely i always think of failure as feedback and also in manifestation like in my process there's often a step that doesn't happen every time but i call it advance through challenge it's when things look like they're really not working you're like i'm manifesting this whether it's an audience or a business or views or you know whatever and then so you're like okay i'm manifesting 5000 followers or whatever and then you just go through like flop after flop after flop that's your challenge cuz you can easily look at it and be like oh okay this isn't working at all like i'm delulu i'm going to send myself home great or you see it as a challenge that you have to walk through which is part of the process that basically God universe is saying, okay, she says she wants this, which this comes with, you know, sometimes hate comments. This comes with a lot of responsibility of talking to this type of audience. Can she hold that? Can she handle that? Or is she going to wither and shrink back to herself that has been keeping herself small, you know? So if you say like, okay, I'm getting flop after flop, but I'm still here. That's oftentimes right after when the manifestation comes through because you're showing like, nope, I do want this. I can handle this and I'm going to handle it when things are, you know, looking like they're not working out because faith isn't faith until it looks like it's not working. Yeah. I I love that so much. You phrased it so, so powerfully. I know like even before I um, quit my job, um, I felt like the universe was testing me because my job was like asking, like basically talking about like promoting me and like giving me awards. And like, it was yeah. like the universe was testing me. Are you really going to quit? Or mm-hmm. are you going to be tempted by this thing dangling in front of you? Um, you know, and I, I also have seen it like with people's content. I had somebody who um, went viral with a particular type of video and they did it like one or two other times and it did well. And then the third or fourth, um, it just like flopped and it got like no feedback engagement or like follows that she thought it would. And she was like, all right, maybe I've just like overdone this type of video. And I actually gave her like some things to tweak to help her with that piece of content. And she tried it again and it like went better than all the other ones before as well. And she made like tens of thousands of dollars from that one video. So I also try to encourage people like, yeah, I love that idea that it's feedback, but it's not feedback that it's wrong. It's feedback that you can always like refine that idea. Like don't abandon it. Absolutely. And like when I was saying to the, I always want to call them voiceovers, but that's not what it is. The lip syncing. It's like, I tried it a couple of times. Like don't just try something one time and whatever, you know? And I think especially on Instagram, it takes time. It takes my one that went really viral. It didn't even start showing views until a week after I posted. So it's like, don't delete your stuff. No one cares if you have 10 views on something. Like you're the only one that cares. No one is paying attention. Literally no one cares. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like there's posts of mine that maybe got like a thousand views and they've brought me thousands of dollars. Um, So I think that people like overplay the wrong metrics. So I actually wanted to ask you too, um, just like as an exercise that I do with my clients, what makes your membership different than any other like manifestation tools out there? I think the biggest thing is my tools. Like the, what you just said, a lot of manifestation programs are inspirational stories about how they manifested something, which are super inspirational. And they get you all like, you know, in that high vibe state where you're like, oh, I'm all excited. And you can manifest some things from being in a high vibe, but high vibe only lasts so long because we're humans. So we feel, you know, fear, doubt, human emotions. We get our period, this and that. Mm -hmm. So I manifest from power, not emotion because emotions like a roller coaster. 
which when you have the tools to regulate your nervous system, you don't have to feel like you're on a roller coaster. But when you manifest from power, it's knowing that I can feel shitty right now. And I've had this happen to me where I'm watching Real Housewives feeling shitty and I have payments coming through or one of my videos goes viral. And it's because I only you only need to feel high vibe in that one time that you're setting the intention. And then you're just working on your power through we manifest 95% from our subconscious mind and only 5% from conscious. So in those other manifestation programs, you're getting that 5% conscious of like, oh, this is great information, information, but there's not the implementation of the tools and hypnotherapy and EFT are my two biggest things for rewiring your subconscious so that you don't have to be policing your thoughts all the time. It's just as your subconscious changes your beliefs to, I am enough, I am lovable, I am deserving of all the money I want, I'm deserving of the time, freedom, whatever it is, then you don't have to be think those thoughts don't pop up all the time like they used to because you were running from programming that's like, I'm not good enough. I'm going to be working in a nine to five forever with the you know salary I don't want. You don't have to be doing that. It happens less and less. And then you're manifesting even when you feel shitty. <laughs> I love so- that. That's where mine's different is I think the tools are usually missing. And that's why in my content too, you can get so much of the information that's in those programs for free. And what I'm offering in my program is the tools for implementation, like the actual rewiring of everything. And there are modules in there too, talking about the, how things work, why they work, but it's mainly like, just plug in your headphones. Like, let's get this shit going, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. So since you've been getting the influx of traffic now, have you been talking about like the one thing that really like uh, hit me that I think is like the highly converting for what you just said is focusing on the 95% that people can't get either from your content or from other people's like high vibe fluff programs. Have you been talking about that on your stories since you've been getting people in there? I do. Well, I've had a couple of reels that I've talked about that recently, but in my stories, I feel like I haven't been honestly selling that much in the last couple of weeks because I was with my family for Thanksgiving. And then right before that, I was watching my nephew for like a week. So I wouldn't say you'd be super proud of me in the way I'm showing up my stories. <laughs> I've mainly been like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here's my uh, reels. And then, you know, when people send me, I have really amazing members that send me feedback, which is great. And then I can say like, here's the results that they're having, or I'm having new people join, but I haven't been doing what you would want me to be doing, which is talking about the whole thing as often. Like there's been periods where I really get into it and I'm like, boom, 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 selling, selling, selling. And I have all that come in. And then I just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. I, I totally understand that. I would actually like the next time you feel inspired to create stories and zoom into like various parts of that entire thing, rather than the entire thing at once yeah. and talk about like the 5% versus 95%, like that should be like an entire story or story sequence. And I think you'll get a lot of people that are new to your world, be interested in buying. If you talk about yeah. the power of that, um, and some of those other things you mentioned too, like zooming into them that really make it clear, like how you're different and how, like, you don't have to like police all of your thoughts in your stories, particularly because a lot of people aren't really seeing your reels all the time, but yeah. all of those new people are going to be watching your stories now. And you can definitely co- like shrink the time and converting them than you usually would. Yeah. You're a thousand percent right. And I do have that in my highlights. It just like, you know, it's just one of those things. I feel like selling for me doesn't come naturally at all. So it's one of those things that like, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, let's sit down. Let's get this out. But, and I also worry, which I know you're going to be like, stop it, knock it off. But I worry that I annoy the people that do show up for my stories every day. And I know that that's, there's so many people that are new, like on each day watching that have never heard what I've said a million times. So I need to be doing it. But I, I do worry about that. I'm like the people that are here, the people that are already in my membership that like are ride or dies for me. Like, I don't want to be selling my tail off, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about that forever, but it's (laughs) the first thing is you don't, I know you said sales don't come naturally, but I would change that narrative because I asked you what makes you different. And you were able to like pitch me on your entire membership for like two minutes straight. And it sounded amazing. (laughs) So I think it's just like, maybe like when you're not prompted with it, you don't naturally start sharing. But if you do have that question posed, you know how to sell yourself. So I would definitely disagree with that statement you said. And um, the second thing is uh, in terms of like, 
being annoyed, like annoying people in your audience. I like sell on my stories like multiple times a week. And um, like my current clients are like actually like super engaged every time I do it. They're like, I love this. And they'll like, you know, like the stories uh, and like be like, yeah, that's, I know you, that's my screenshot. I love that you posted it. Um, and they feel like proud because they're proud to be a part of your offer and they love that you are growing. Like that's usually the clients. I know the clients that you have as well because they're of that energy. So yeah. you're definitely not going to annoy current clients. And um, in terms of potential clients, people need to see, you know, this, like you, they need to see you speak over and over again to actually make the purchase. So in both instances, you're definitely not annoying people. And I would encourage you to sell multiple times a week. <laughs> yeah. I just got the talking to that I needed. <laughs> and I feel like I just got a mini coaching session. So thank you. Of course. Um, how often do you sell on your stories and do you do the talking to camera or do you do the uh, writing the slides? Yeah, it depends on my mood, to be honest. Like also like the what phase I'm in in my cycle, but like that plays a huge role and how much energy I have. Um, so like sometimes I will just talk in my stories. Sometimes I'll write it all out. Um, sometimes I do a mix of both. And in terms of like selling, Honestly, it's like nearly daily that I'm posting something that's related to like my offers. So I would say like five times a week, it's either like a client result or like um, letting them know what's happening or talking about like my group program or my mentorship. And then um, of those five times, maybe three times, I don't really have a formula. It's just like me trying to like guesstimate of the, like three times. Maybe I'm like, really speaking directly or putting the link to apply or, you know, having them DM me a keyword. So it's very often. And I, in terms of like followers lost, I think I lose like one follower a day and like, I don't, I don't really care. I'm like, okay, that person yeah. wasn't for me. I'm honestly see like lost followers as a good thing because those are people who I don't even want in my world anyway. They don't yeah. resonate with me. So. Yeah, I completely agree. I think when you lose followers, it's like refining, like it just refining, refining, refining to those people that are like your people just meant for you, you know? Yeah. So I completely agree. There's a couple of things that I want to ask before we wrap up, because I know I'm taking so much of your time, but you mentioned earlier bro marketing and I wrote that down because I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Can you explain oh, this? <laughs> yeah. Like bro marketing is just like that manly um, marketing and like these like agencies that pop up and like I don't want to say Alex Hermosi because I love Alex Hermosi, but it's like people like who try to be like him. Um, I don't know how to explain it in like a tangible way, but it's like they're very like masculine in your face and uh, like hard selling and they have like these cookie cutter tactics. So like where where that reference is coming from particularly is when I was a content creator, I was hired um, as a creator to help this agency create content for brands and so they'd like they were like the in-between between me and the brand and they had very like bro marketing tactics where it was like every brand had the same um content that they were like planning out for each person it was very cookie cutter it was very like um like trendy or like um in your face type of content and I would not know how to explain it to you unless I showed you the vibe of it but it's it kind, kind of, of feels like when you're talking about, and this is like no, again, no insult to him because it, whatever works for everyone, but like Tony Robbins, maybe like in my industry about like really in your face, like you're suffering, like let's, you know, yeah. like, is that the vibe? A hundred percent the vibe. Okay. And it's like those captions that like change color and like yes. are on the, yeah. And they have like quick cuts and they like use professional editing and people think they need to be like that to make money. I right. actually saw this reel that I'm going to, uh, like what they call it remixing on Instagram, but it's like, I call it stitching because TikTok, yeah. um, where this guy was talking about like, um, you know, if you're being like relatable in your content, you're never going to like make money because people don't want to see you like in your pajamas. Like you need to level up your brand and like look aesthetic and like really like encompass and embody like being like a business owner. And I was like laughing the entire time. And I think this is just like how men think sometimes that like yeah. you need to like, have expensive equipment and like have these like crazy strategies and invest in an agency or whatever, like their approaches. Um, and like, that's just like, not true. <laughs> so, so untrue. Like it's wild because I'm literally in my PJs for probably 70% of my videos. <laughs> yeah, me too. Also, like, I think both of us 
most of the time don't wear makeup. We wear it when we yep. want to vibe and mo- the best the videos that perform the best are for me when I'm making a smoothie, eating my cereal in the morning, like literally just woke up eating my cereal and I like pause with my spoon to talk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or I'm like putting makeup on or taking, like doing skincare at the end of the night or in the morning or whatever. Like, I think that's a huge thing that I almost wouldn't do a video if I wasn't like doing one of those things, you know? Yeah. Like I never like put makeup on and put an outfit on and do the whole, try to look professional. I think that would very be very detrimental to my like audience. <laughs> yeah. I completely yeah. agree. This actually is inspiring me to create more content around this because, um, I know like that's just like the, the trend right now, um, on Instagram particularly is like, you look at any female entrepreneur, not any, but like most of them. And they have these like really high quality brand photo shoots and very aesthetic content. Their feed is cohesive. They they're wearing like, you know, suits and every day they have like a full glam, you know, and that's totally cool. Like, I think that that, if that's your, like how you, who you are as a person, that's cool. But if that's not you, you do not need to do that to make money. And I've like, fought like the advice like some people are like maybe you should like you know get these certain photos or like do a certain thing and I like have actively repelled that because I really believe that in the next couple of years that's gonna be like an ick to people and it's gonna be completely turned off because the trend I'm seeing right now and especially a lot of the leads and clients I'm getting is all people who came from programs that just like looked so good and was so focused on the image and then the actual Uh, support and delivery was fluff and not tangible and not real. And so I'm seeing so many people come to me because they're like, you seem so real. You seem like you care. And it's because I don't try to like look a certain way or be a certain person. Um, Plus all the other things that I do and talk about, but I really feel like that's going to be the trend where people like you and I, who are showing up authentically are going to get more and more of these clients and customers because they've been burned by this like aesthetic trend that has been working for a few years um, for all these people on Instagram and all these coaches. Yeah. And that's funny you say that. Cause that's one compliment that I get the most is my feed because mine is really like colorful yes. kind of seventies vibe and it's just, it's like funky fonts and whatever. And I, that's what like lights me up and what is fun for me. And because it's so different than most feeds are the neutrals, neutral with a pop of black, or there's like the whole other um, side of it. That's kind of like the boss babe pinks, you know, and because mine is so different, people are like, Oh, what is this? Like, who is this girl? You know, yeah. and it's refreshing. I a hundred percent agree. Like I, when I think of you, I already have like an image and it's so different than everybody else. And I think that's where like people misconstrue branding because they think branding needs to be like professional, right? Like in whatever, and not saying yours is not, but what the conventional view of (laughs) the conventional view of a professional, right? It's like the neutral colors, the like boss babe energy. Um, and it's very like, everybody looks the same. Like if you look on Canva, right? Like all, most of the templates are the same of that type when you look for a professional, right? Or whatever word you want to use for that. And it's really important to like, just express yourself and like being cohesive is great. Like that's all you really need as a personal brand. I think people just like get caught up in like that, that other way of being. Yeah. I completely agree. And I have two more questions for you. And I swear I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. So I love this. Okay, great. No I'm just yeah. loving this. And I feel like we've hit so many great things, but there's two things that I feel like if someone was listening to this, they would be wondering too. Do you have to sell high ticket to be able to, you know, make an income that supports yourself? Yeah, um, definitely not. You don't need to be selling high ticket. The thing is like, if you are selling like lower ticket, you need to have the volume to support that. So I know like for you and for instance, you, you focus more on your lower ticket offer, but you have the traffic to support that. So that's totally cool. But if you are somebody who like, um, maybe it just like has a smaller audience and you don't really like want to get to that level or whatever, um, high ticket is going to be like the quicker way to like hit the income goals, but it's definitely not the only way. Um, cause you can focus on low ticket and focus on getting the reach you want as well in tandem with conversion. So it's a good question and you definitely don't need to sell high ticket. 
Okay, great. And then what platforms do you use? Because I know you're on TikTok and Instagram. Are there any other platforms that you use? No, I honestly, the, some people like really have great email marketing. I suck at email marketing. I am, I don't think I've ever even emailed my email list like <laughs> as a whole. Like there's some, I like created a wait list for something and I sent a couple of emails and it was so painful for me. I don't know what it is, yeah. but like, um, the, I want, I like, like to come off a certain way. And I feel like when I'm limited to just text and then I don't like using like an email editor template um it just like is so not fun for me so I don't really do it but yeah I honestly just do Instagram and TikTok some people use Pinterest I don't even have a website so (laughs) yeah that's what I do store or what do you use I have the way that my like business runs right now is yeah I have a stand store but that's not really the primary link I have a type form application that people fill out and can apply to work with me and I know that I could be making even more sales if my process was better. Like right now people go to apply and they don't even really know what they're applying for. It's just a link and it's like apply to work with me. And I still get like daily applications from it. Um, So I don't have like the perfect structure. And I had a client yesterday ask me like, I feel like I'm in an analysis paralysis because I don't have like these like a website and a sales funnel and emails and like all these things to capture leads. And I'm like, you can literally have people DM you keyword and then just sell them with a link or like give them like a a list of the programs and you can be able to make sales. Like it does not need to be what you're seeing everybody else do. Right. Wow. That's really refreshing because I think most people are taught like you need an email list and you need at least like a sales page. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. No, I definitely don't think you need any of that because what honestly, like with my, the way that my business has worked, especially like, um, when I was growing was I had the application process and then I would talk to people on Instagram DM or 15 minute call. If they were a good fit, I would send them the link and they would buy. And that's how I ran my business. And it was super great. And, um, it's like low overhead. I don't have like these things that I had to pay for, like a fancy website or like funnel or um, super expensive tools. Um, I'm now going to have like a website soon because like I have the funds to support the type of website I want instead of like half-assing one because I feel like I need one. But I feel like when you say things like this, a lot of like business, marketing, sales, like experts, gurus, coaches probably think like, oh, like that's terrible advice. Like you need that stuff. But they just say that because they don't know how to sell without it. And so they use it as a crutch and they think that that's like a sense of authority to like tell you how to build something properly um, instead of like you knowing how to organically sell without having to pay for some page or system. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And do you ever go live and do you ever use your TikTok stories? Uh, TikTok stories occasionally. And, uh, sometimes I'll get like 10 likes on there, but I'm like, Oh, maybe there's like, those are like the people who love my TikTok and like, you know, uh, yeah, I think I, no one knows what to do with those yet. I'm yeah. still just like, I don't know who goes here, but hey. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like your followers who like like to see your stuff. You'll pop up as like a person, but it also pops up on the, like I've seen your um, TikTok stories. I, maybe it was on my for you. No, maybe it was on my following page. I think it might be just like push to followers mostly. But yeah, I think that TikTok doesn't even know what to do with them. So yeah, I don't think, I don't think so either. I've been trying just pulling my Instagram like reels that are so small and putting them in the stories and people seem to like them there. So that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's actually a great, I think it's just fun to experiment there because it's not as serious and it's not really built well. Um, in terms of going live, I, I've, I have clients that go live nearly every single day and I am not that type of person. I, um, and I, and realize when I go live, I'm very drained after like, mm-hmm. cause I'm talking nonstop and it's not like any feedback from a conversation. And so I like limit it. I think I've gone live on both Instagram and TikTok three times in the entire last six months yeah. each. So, um, I've seen like, I was on TikTok live and I got, I, I, when I'm on TikTok live, I have like maybe a hundred viewers and mm-hmm. I have like a couple of people apply to work with me, but if I can just make a 10 minute, like take 10 minutes to create a video and not have to put all that energy out there. Like that's what I prefer. 
right because then your video lives on anyway <laughs> yeah and I've like never gone live I just am curious because I feel like you always run into people that are like you really should be going live and I'm like well I don't want to <laughs> I hate that advice I don't think you should be doing honestly anything other than like posting consistently like that's like the most should that I would say yeah right well, you're an absolute queen. I'm Are just so excited about this whole conversation. I can't wait for people to hear it. Please, if you're listening, message me or Jazz and tell us your biggest takeaway and where can they follow you on Instagram and TikTok? Yeah, so my handle is at Jazz Media LLC. So J-A-Z-M-E-D-I-A LLC on both. And um, you can message me on Instagram if you ever want to chat. That's where I'm the most responsive. And thank you so much, Caitlin, for having me. Uh, I'm so grateful to like have a friend in entrepreneurship like you, and I'm always rooting you on. So thank you. I feel the exact same way about you. It's like we've mentioned before, it can get a little lonely in the online space. So it's just so nice to have you to bounce ideas off of, and we kind of catch up and see what's going on and to be able to see your success in such a short amount of time has just been amazing. And I like, can't even imagine a year from now (laughs) what you're going to be doing. It's going to be amazing. And I'm very grateful to have you as a friend. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to uh, put this out there. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye, guys.